0: Yeah. Not saying the jobs aren't fulfilling. Not saying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate a corporate. Oh, yeah, I, um, appreci- I appreciate topic. that. Yeah, you guys do amazing things. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Daisy.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Twenty Minute Noodles, where simple things go wrong. A podcast about adulting and life.
1: I'm Kaylee. I'm Jethro, and I'm Sing Sing. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're starting off a new series for the rest of the year. And so we're going to be going through a day in the life where we hear from people about their different experiences in their jobs and careers and what a day in their life is like. And so today is a very special episode because 20-Minute Noodles is going worldwide. (laughs) We have a very special guest joining us all the way from London. That's right. Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us your name, age, what do you do in the week? Where do you currently live?
0: Okay, so hi, guys, I'm Daisy. And as you know, I'm living in London, but I'm still Aussie. So not a uh, not British or anything. Still? <laughs> haven't been converted. Um, I'm currently <laughs> studying my post grad um, in the Guildhall School of Music. And I'm a classical pianist. Is that your questions answered?
1: That's amazing, awesome. great. Well, thank you for joining us. I know it's very early over there right
0: now. Um, <laughs> I literally woke up in like... my pyjamas.
1: <laughs> <So bad. laughs> I'm in my pyjamas too, and it's like 8pm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, today we'll be looking into what it's like um, in a day in the life in the musician. Um, what is it like, especially to chase your artistic dreams and move overseas to pursue music, which is, I would say, a very non-traditional path for a lot of Australian-Asians. Um, so even though the three of us are good Asians who have done music at some point in our life, um, none of none of the three of us are actually musicians. So, but Daisy is. So, mm. alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, why don't we start simple? What do you do in your week as a musician?
0: Hmm. Okay. Good question. So, most of our week is comprised of a lot of lessons and lectures at school. So, um we would go in for either oral training or right now I'm taking two electives which is quite academic so it's not really like the traditional last year I took a lot of chamber music but this year I'm taking um, two electives which are composition and philosophy and the arts. So it's quite yeah it's like it kind of broadens the horizons of what music really is so uh, yeah. Um, most people go into school um with, you know, rehearsals, orchestra projects, um, chamber projects, which means like you play with a lot of like, you know, you could be in piano trio, piano quartet, um, you could be in like contemporary ensemble. Um there's just a lot of things going on, especially post COVID in London that is. Um there's like just everything's coming back and yeah, there's just been a lot of uh yeah rehearsals and, and then on top of that you have to manage your own like individual practice. So you have to be on top of that if you're a solo performer. So like lots of Mm. booking rooms and practicing and yeah, just being prepared for your own lessons and not getting roasted. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys, I'm sure you remember what that was like.
1: Yep. Yep. so how many how many hours do you practice a day
0: oh on average? to be fair guys you know I'm so like okay I always complain about not practicing enough but I only practice two or three hours at most every day just because, <laughs> wait 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 listen to me <laughs> because honestly this year there's been like no practice rooms at school just because it's so booked up it's heavily booked up if I actually like Oh, actually, no. You can't really see anything on um, <laughs> on the podcast because the audio thing. But if you if I show you the actual like the thing, the app that we have to book rooms, it's like colorful. Like it's fully booked out like there's no no (laughs) blank spaces at all and we have like three three big buildings as well (laughs) but um yeah i know what do
1: you do when you can't get a practice room
0: so i resorted to this my friend lent me this uh keyboard here so Uh that that keyboard is okay for like kind of learning notes and things like that but then when you need to actually like um play on a like play your piece properly then you have to go in for the Steinways
1: I see. Fair enough, fair enough. So it sounds like right now it's still a big mix of lectures and um, electives and different parts of music. So not just playing piano all day, but composition, Mm -hmm. playing Mm -hmm. different skills. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, could you share with us a bit of your journey um, to how you got to where you are today? How did you get from Australia, in London, um, doing classical piano?
0: well let's just go from when like chronological order um my mom's a pianist so she studied in germany and then she taught me when i was like three and then um i was kind of like a good child like you know just learning going along kind of <laughs> like a good, <laughs> typical good asian typical child you know um and then i think when i was in uh, year 10 or year, year 11 when I had a Russian teacher at um, the Sydney con um she was just like yeah yeah you need to like practice eight hours a day and like you know, <laughs> you know kind of pushing pushing You'd be you disappointed know. today <laughs> yeah I know I would disappoint her completely um, but yeah she was like you need to practice eight hours and like you know um you have talent but you' know the null time and so <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, I think when you have a really good teacher who really believes in you, that kind of that's a starting point. And so that's when I really wanted to do it. And um, yeah, throughout high school, I think, even with HSC, that's like um, exactly why, you know, I did gap year and like um, pathways, if you guys remember, just because I wanted to, like, really focus on piano. and yeah, those are one of the sacrifices, um, kind of like balancing academic what with the music that is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that wasn't easy, but that I think that was really worth it. Um, because in the end, um, I did what I wanted to do. And yeah, to like follow my passion. So, so that was after high school. And then after high school, I applied for a lot of colleges um, in America and all over the world actually in America, Canada, um, London as well and eventually and somehow ended up um, in America for a year which was really cool Um, and I took lessons there with one of the teachers and then somehow God also um, opened and closed a door um, which was I think it was definitely his his will, um, but yeah, led me to London, and then I'm here with a really really great teacher who, <laughs> who is like, um, I've learned so much from her. She like grew me, um, you know, in my personal growth, in my musical growth, and then like, you know, just everything. She really changed me, and she's like one of those ladies who are like, she did every music's her everything, you know. Um, and so yeah, that really helped me. Um. And then, yeah, led me to today. So, I'm here. Still learning with her after four years because she's just trying to soak up everything. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess your journey isn't a very traditional one. Mm. Um, not many people, not many Asians in Australia pursue music in the masses like commerce or, you know, health sciences. <laughs> um so, and not many actually even leave the country um, straight after high school. So what was that experience like, taking something that was very, um, I guess, non-traditional and something that not many of your peers were doing?
0: Yeah, um, I thought, well, the reason why I was so captivated in doing this, doing something different was um, actually I was so inspired with in 2013, I went to America, to Philadelphia in this um, Masterclass or this festival and um we were just surrounded by all these different classical musicians and philadelphia is like the center point mostly for classical music and so this program was like just filled with all the things that we do right now in college but in kind of for high schoolers um and for advanced ones as well who really wanted to do music and so i was running in this community of people who were like like like-minded and like oh I just really want to pursue music um as my career and <clears throat> i think in australia like because we're so geographically isolated um we don't have that culture of like um pursuing music as like oh it's like a normal thing whereas in europe here it's like if you go to Spain, or you go to anywhere, um, or in London, it's just like you say you're a classical musician. Um, people are like, "Oh, okay, I understand that." Like, it's not kind of like a "Oh, wow!" Like, what do you what are you gonna do in your future? There is that question still, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's more like because it's so ingrained in the history and it, the music actually comes from you know Europe and from Germany and from like it's just traveled into London and all these composers, mm. you know, from the seventeenth century. It's just rich with all this like history, so it seems more. Um, of a realistic thing but um yeah in sydney i think or in australia at least um definitely it did feel a bit isolating um just taking this path that like it's like oh well, what but then i knew that it was actually valid like it was like a like a career path that a lot of people wanted to do in um yeah back when i was 16 17 <laughs> You've mentioned a bit about how your teacher has yeah, really inspired you and really taught and grown you in lots of different ways. So I guess in general, what keeps you motivated to, you know, study um, and grow as a musician? Because it, I'm sure it's very difficult as well. Mm. Like, what keeps you going and getting up to do what you do every day? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, well, first of all, definitely my teacher. Um if it wasn't for her, like pushing me every week. And like, when you have someone who like, basically your teachers kind of like your mentor and personal mentor as well, like there, she's like, she knows me pretty well, like, um, my personal side, mm. And she's with me all the way from the very beginning from like, when I came to her first, and then net till now, and she's seen the growth. And um, yeah, with that kind of person there, like every week, it's kind of, um, yeah, you, you know, you have that person hovering there kind of always being like oh you have to you know practice and how have you gone so far and what kind of repertoire you're learning and um yeah that kind of gets me going every week like to practice even more otherwise she's gonna scream at me (laughs) so you don't want to be on her bad side (laughs) so and like she knows and she's like an 85 year old woman so she's been through it all she's like taught all these like amazing pianists who have like made it in the career and wow yeah so it's like i guess everything i take from her is quite like gold dust basically um so that keeps, keeps me going every morning and then on top of that just like in terms of like if even if i didn't have her like It sounds like i'm very dependent on her but actually even if i didn't have her the music keeps it going like um yeah i just have a personal attachment to you know all kinds of music um yeah it's just there's so much in the piano repertoire that you have to learn as a musician and i guess like because i've come so far there's no going back now like you know um Mm. there's yeah, yeah you know like you've learned so much music over all this time and experience and you know It's just, you have to keep going, and also, like, there's so much, like, even more reason to keep going because of, uh, yeah, the amount, the wealth of music that's to be learned you know, by Chopin or Beethoven, or, like, I constantly feel like I don't know enough. Like, I go to a new lecture and everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, have you heard about this new, like, um you know, the symphony by blah, 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 or, like, uh, even a contemporary composer, and I'm not a fan of contemporary music, but, like, you know, <laughs> it's still really inadequate, like, you don't know much, and that's the journey, like, in music, there's never ending, like, it's not just, oh, I reached um, my degree, and then that's it, like, it's like a lifelong journey, and as you can see with my teacher, she's 85, and she's still going, you know, like, there's no retiring from this, because it's such a, I don't know. I think it's more a life. It's like a ingrained kind of life thing, rather than like um like I earn this degree and then get a job and then that's it. Whereas it's more like fulfilling on the inside.
2: So Daisy, you um I guess talked about how you know all this music kind of originated from like um kind of kind of Russia or Germany or Europe or America those places and like Philadelphia seems to the center of classical music. Like, is there a dream place you want to perform? Or a dream orchestra you want to be part of?
0: Ooh, yeah, that's this is a dream because sometimes, like nowadays, I know it's quite unrealistic. Um, and in, in this kind of industry, it's like it's like very competitive. Um, but the dream is that um, one day I'd love to go to New York. I've been to New York a few times, but to actually like play in Carnegie Hall and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I mean that's intense though like I feel like the pressure in that it would be so much just yeah mm. um but yeah it, it that's a, that's an amazing dream especially like um to play there um in Carnegie Hall and with an orchestra Ooh, there's so many um I would say the Vienna orchestra, the Philharmonic would be amazing to play with yeah in mm. general mm.
1: you can do it I believe yes yeah oh, we'll get tickets. guys, guys tickets, are my please. high people <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Be there in the front row, watching you. Oh, like,
1: huge bouquet of flowers. Oh, that's stop. what they're in Classic, music, right? <laughs> <laughs> can't make like posters of your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheerleading. Daisy, I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys, now it's possible because you can fly out. You know, that's amazing.
1: True, we can soon. Mm.
0: Wait, I don't know.
1: Oh, well.
2: Um, so we thought a cool segment to do that we're gonna do with actually all of our day in the life guests um, is something called Mythbusters, which is basically I guess things that us lay people assume about um, your I guess profession um, that yeah we think might be true but actually might not be. Um, so we want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, so we've come up with a few things that people I guess seem to think about musicians, uh, and you can let us know whether uh, they are true, uh, false, or I guess plausible. Okay. Um, so the first one, uh, this one is one that I've I've contemplated before. Um, all musicians have perfect pitch and it's something you just have. Or, well, I guess, do you have perfect pitch to begin with? Or is it true that you can actually learn to have perfect pitch?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have perfect pitch, unfortunately. But actually, sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, perfect pitch is amazing. But it's really not because... Sometimes it's so much ingrained in you that when you go to a concert and something's out of tune or it's not in tune with the actual pitch that it's supposed to be, it bugs them so much. So for instance, my teacher has perfect pitch and every time you accidentally hit a wrong note, she'll be like, ah, she like <laughs> be Like, what's wrong with you? And like, you know, the piano's not at, the piano's out of tune, and then you're playing something out of pitch as well. <laughs> responsibility, and so <laughs> you know, yeah, like musical responsibility. She yells at me for playing a wrong note, yeah. But that's that's the you know, <laughs> the happenings of if you have um, perfect pitch. But um, to destroy the other MythBuster, um, I think you can train to some extent perfect pitch but not entirely like you can sort of do have really really good relative pitch um but um to to train perfect pitch i mean i have like this weird one where if you play a note on the piano i can recognize it but if it's a different timbre or different tone color on a different instrument i might not be able to pick it up so Mm. yeah that's sort of like close i mean there's sort of like a gray area with that um it's not exactly like just black and white um you can train to that extent maybe you can also um, train fully perfect pitch. I don't know any people who have done that, but I do know musicians who have lost their perfect pitch. So
2: yeah,
0: yeah. So you can actually lose it if you don't practice it.
2: Oh,
0: Mm. So
1: a layman could have perfect pitch, but because they, like aren't a musician mm. they will eventually lose it
0: yeah yeah i think so that happened to my popsicle teacher she was like um she said she had really really good perfect pitch and it like really annoyed her whatever she played in 440 or 441 um and then and then as soon as she like didn't train it she just lost it now I, or maybe it was over age perhaps but like mm. yeah it's not as good <laughs> oh
2: interesting
1: oh. i've never heard that before yeah,
2: yeah. good one well, um, the next one we have is, and I guess you did talk about kind of music being a kind of lifelong thing, mm. that sort of thing. Musicians don't do anything outside of music. Music is life. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: to be fair, I think that's a really valid point. <laughs> I can see why people like <laughs> it became a myth. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say that. If you go into Guildhall, a lot of people are very, still very much like mm, quite brought in their um, mm. life ventures. So not just like, um, yeah, they're very dedicated to their music 24-7. But also, I mean, you can find people who are like, yeah, who are rock climbers or like amazing, you know. Um, oh, I met this person who worked for Disney on ice and he was like a figure skater and you know wow. oh, cool. like yeah other things yeah yeah other passions and you know a lot of people um who actually end up doing music they're not that's not their first intention like a lot of students here they they've come from like academic places like oxford and cambridge and they were like historians or like you know um wow yeah yeah so uh there was a girl who just came in and she was a bioengineer and she decided i want to do music so um yeah mm. yeah you can come up from different places and so yeah uh yeah that's, i don't
2: know if that yeah answers. <laughs> yeah no it's that's good <laughs> it kind of sounds like people go master chef but definitely <laughs> does not compare yeah <laughs> um, does not compare at all um the next one musicians are very creative and artistic people uh, wonder what your bioengineer friend has to say about that
0: Creative and artistic people. I would say so. You can't really make it in the field if you're not creative or artistic. But at the same time, it's there's a different type of creative process. Like it depends on how you define creative. Um, mm. Like for instance, composers are creative and they actually have to produce something that's tangible and like create something with their yeah. hands. For us as musicians, it's creating with our fingers or like whatever the sound that we create. So yeah, mm. I would say yeah, mm-hmm,
2: mm. creative and artistic. Good one. Cool. Um.
0: I love this last one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this
2: is this is a good one. Uh-huh. Um, a little bit spicy. Yeah. Um, Go on. <laughs> professional musicians sometimes fake their playing. <laughs> like, for example, you know, air bowing or fake fingering. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah um it, it's very true you know if you look into the second violinist in an orchestra sometimes it, in a i mean not a professional one but in a in a non sort of like mediocre middle stage like you'll see sometimes they're just like Ooh, what i mean i went to a city symphony concert last uh, when i was young and i remember seeing this one guy who was just like confused and his bow was going everywhere and i think he was just like you know air, air fingering or something like that in, so it happens, It happens. <laughs> Uh, when you, when you first asked that question, I was thinking, like, I was just talking about this the other day to someone, but you know how, like with expressions and expressing emotions, sometimes like you can just fake it, you know, like to be really immersed in the music. And then as long as the audience comes along. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like fake your moves? Like yeah.
2: saturate your- you know, the, the eyebrow evening.
0: lift and then, then, you know, like swear along. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the audience really milks that, so you just got to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We've probably been fooled in the past then. I know, eh? <laughs> uh, That's it. That's
1: pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I definitely know in, like, um, school orchestras, lots of fake playing oh, going yes. on, but, yeah. you know, I think that it goes on in professional orchestras too, like. Yeah. I'm a bit more reassured, you know. It's like, yeah, okay, don't worry. Know, I can't expect school students to play professionally. <laughs> we're all humans.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: But I guess if you're in an orchestra, it's easier to hide. than if yeah. you were just a
2: solo-, solo playing. Stage,
0: yeah. Oh, no, no, hiding playing. in solo playing. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, to wrap us up, if you weren't studying or working in this area, what do you think you would be doing? Oh, good question. Um, well... I remember as kids, you wanted to be a dentist.
0: Yes, what yes. Okay, mean? okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not – yeah. So uh, in high school, after high school, I was still like, yeah, like academics, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to just randomly give up my ATAR and like just leave um but i did that so that was the biggest sacrifice ever (laughs) (laughs) but i did it to the very last moment so even till high school i was like okay i have to strive to at least try and get into dentistry and and i really wanted to do um like to help people and make nice teeth (laughs) 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 so weird but yeah that's that's the one of the struggles that i had to kind of reconcile which one i wanted to do and so Um, Yeah, either it was a dentist or, I don't know, I haven't really thought of anything else. Oh, actually, when I was young, when I was a little kid, I used to draw a lot. And then I loved, somehow I love drawing myself as a conductor, which is so weird. Oh. Like nowadays I would never ever consider that. Like I I just I remember drawing like little circle and then my like a triangle body <laughs> and then like <laughs> all the orchestra players and then my hand with that baton. The baton was like <laughs> the biggest <laughs> biggest flex, but yeah, that was really cool. And I don't know why, I just, I, I just thought of that when I read the question. But why wouldn't you consider being a conductor now oh i did an elective in, in school and i um just i don't think it's good for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's very intense and like my arm just goes everywhere and like <laughs> <laughs> but who knows you never know i have no idea
1: <laughs> maybe you'll be conducting the vienna Philharmonic at the same time as being a solo pianist
0: oh so you can
1: have a two-in-one
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like
1: I've seen those on YouTube where, like, the pianist is, like, conducting the orchestra at the same time. Mm. Or am I imagining? I don't know. No, yeah. no,
0: you're completely right, yeah. There's a lot of recordings of people doing Mozart and Bach, like, in <laughs> especially in Vienna as well. They're, like, conductor and soloist, so they sit at the piano, and then the piano lid's, like, open, and then they conduct, yeah.
1: Wow. wow. Ooh, that backwards. could be cool well um thank you very much Daisy for joining us today I oh, um, exactly. appreciated your wisdom all the way from London to any of our listeners in London big shout out to you hope you feel recognized and heard today <laughs> um and yeah if you um, are aspiring to be a musician hopefully this gave you some wisdom or insight into what it's like um, and also if you're thinking about going overseas maybe a bit of insight um, but other than that thank you very much once again Daisy. Yeah, we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 guys. Bye.